Hey everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Fiesta George. I can't believe we're already on episode 11, and I know, I know, I have not done the best job in keeping a regular cadence when it comes to releasing new episodes. So I want to say thank you for those of you who are out there listening right now who took the time to press play, who are listening and also following me on social media. As you guys know, it's a crazy time for anyone that is trying to hire anybody right now. And as a recruiter and someone that leads talent acquisition for numerous companies, one could say I've been rather busy. (laughs) I have been so busy trying to help consult companies on how we can hire talent during this crazy time. So if you did not catch my last two episodes, episode nine, I shared why it's so hard to find talent right now. And then in episode 10, I also discussed best practices from my recruiting toolkit. Well, this is episode 11, and I want to take the time to introduce you guys to someone that I got to meet right before the pandemic, where we hosted him as our guest speaker at a company conference. After a long career in law enforcement, Matt Kosick stepped outside of his comfort zone and got into a career in learning and development and his path down servant leadership. Matt now owns and operates a successful consulting business, and he has developed and led an array of leadership development programs and seminars. I will tell you that he has a ton of energy, and he always brings so much to his clients. He is a remarkable person and he brings a lot of good, clean fun that helps to engage others' minds and their hearts. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to meet him and now I can call him my friend. In this episode, we're going to talk about the evolution of work from the time he lost his job in law enforcement to totally transforming his career into a consultant, public speaker, and servant leader. So what is servant leadership and how is that different from traditional leadership? So before we meet Matt, I wanted to kind of talk about the difference between servant leadership and traditional leadership. If you've worked in corporate America, you're probably used to seeing traditional leadership where managers are used to using their power to speak out onto people. Leaders look at this as a rank and use power and control to drive performance and the leaders always feel like it's all about them. Well, I will tell you that servant leadership is the complete opposite. It's a way for others to serve by sharing in the power and control, which helps increase engagement. Servant leaders do less speaking and more listening, and they know that it's not about them. I have learned that I have a servant leadership mindset, and Matt's approach to servant leadership has helped him coach various managers, directors, and executives in top companies around the United States. Well, after you hear this episode, I want to continue this conversation. Tell me what other topics that you want to hear. And you can always find me on my website, justgethired.com. You can email me at justgethired at gmail.com. And of course, follow my Instagram page, justgethired, or also look me up on LinkedIn and let's stay connected. All right. Hey there, Matt. Thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. Thank you for having me. It's truly an honor to be on here with you. Thank you. 
It's an honor for me to have you on my show. I really like your background. And because I think you have such a unique story in how you were able to transition from doing blue collar work to a career in consulting, can you share with our audience your story and a little bit more about your business? Jessica, I sure can. Thank you. You know, it's whenever someone takes a look at my LinkedIn profile and they look at uh, a little law enforcement, some payday loans, restaurant business and consulting, I, I get a lot of inquiries like, what the heck have you been doing with your career here? What's what's going on here? So, uh, you know, I started in law enforcement right out of college and it really tapped into my servant's heart of what I wanted to do in the way I wanted to serve others. And it, it was definitely, you know, it's blue collar work, but I chose a police department that required a bachelor's degree at the time because I know I wanted to do more with myself. I don't know that I really knew what that looked like except for really serving others when they're in a, in a, uh, a time of need. I saw my parents do that when they ran a town funeral home for over 30 years, and I saw them serving others at a time of need, and I, I knew that uh, that that particular path was not for me, but I went in a different path, and and I started. I was really fortunate to to get promoted a couple times, promoted a sergeant, promoted a lieutenant, and I really started getting this idea of uh, of being a chief somewhere, and that was my ultimate goal. Uh, and looking back, it was a goal that was uh, maybe a bit rooted in ego and power more than serving others, and right. and so as as I as I pursued that path. I, um, I unexpectedly, uh, I made a mistake in my work. And I, at the time, I was a deputy chief of a small community here in the Dallas area. And I made a mistake that cost me my job. And it cost me, in many ways, my career of choice. And that gave me a chance to really reflect on what I was doing, why I was doing it, right? What got me excited? What got me passionate? And, and had some folks surrounding me, like mentors and friends, who said, mirrored back some of the, the different things that I was doing that were outside of law enforcement. And that's how I found um, uh, a training and development job, eventually an organizational development manager with a, a multi-unit financial retail company, mm -hmm. which is a, a fancy way to say uh, check cashing and payday loans. And that's where I really got to learn about what it meant to me to be a trainer, to be a a leadership consultant to be a coach and watch someone else uh, become a better leader, become a better manager, become a better uh, customer service agent, you name it. And that's what really got me excited. So that's how that made that leap out of there, you know, that's it, from one area to another. Uh, and, and I was having a blast doing that, Jessica. And then a, a dear friend who I knew through the Dallas Servant Leadership Learning Community, Ed Lowe, who founded Celebration mm -hmm. Restaurant uh, 50 years ago, he called me up and said, Matt, I know you don't know anything about the restaurant or catering business. I said, boy, that's right. I mean, I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I barely could find my own kitchen in my own house, let alone run a restaurant. And he said, I know you don't know that, but um, you know servant leadership. And we've strived to practice that for years here. And I'd like you to become our chief operating officer. Uh, and lead in that way, we could teach you the skills of the restaurant and catering business. And I, I went there and I had such a blast. There's just amazing people in that organization. This is a restaurant. It's been around 50 years. And the fact that, uh, you know, average tenure in the kitchen is 15, 20 years. There's servers during lunch and dinner who've served there for, for 20 years, 25 years. 
So it was an amazing time, but I learned that the restaurant business is so very tactical and so very um, operational. And that just wasn't me. I just love mm-hmm. strategic work. And so I, I made the choice to leave in uh, um, two and a half years ago and, and launch my own consulting firm where now I focus on servant leadership with uh, individuals and companies who want to uh, really invest in their people, put their people first and learn how to do that both through training and operationally and through structure so that they can put their people first and run a run a vibrant business. And that's my work now. It's actually how you and I came across each other, right? Exactly. Yes. So um, you and I met when the company I worked for um, hired you on to speak at one of our, probably our last event that I remember <laughs> attending last year. And um, I know you and I connected on a different level with just talking about servant leadership, disc profiles, and um, we've stayed connected. And you actually helped me while I was on furlough. Um, We stayed connected. Uh, You saw that I was doing a YouTube um, channel and I just was trying to get my message out, brush up on my skills. And you reached out to me to even come on to one of your YouTube things that you were doing. So I, I appreciate that you've kept me also focused and, you know, you've also offered to help coach others and um, really truly appreciate everything that you have been doing. Um, but you, you've actually, so you mentioned unexpectedly you lost your job. So as you reflect back, what do you think is the most important um, thing uh, to you during that tough time? You know, that that was a tough time, and I have certainly with COVID-19 and and the challenges that are going on for so many people, um, I have been invited to reflect back on that time, although I'd I'd like to convince myself that it wasn't, uh, that it never happened, right? I'd like to forget Uh it, Uh, but it's an important part of my story, and so many people are are now facing a, a sudden change. And, you know, as I reflect back, I think there was there was two things. Well, maybe even you could combine them into one. And that's keeping people who could support me close mm-hmm. and listening to them and asking for help. So keeping them close and asking for help, because my model at the time was to be, hey, Matt's all put together. He's on this path to be a police chief somewhere and don't let them see that you're hurting. Don't let them see that you're struggling. You got this. You're going to you're going to you're going to make it through this. And the problem with that is that it doesn't allow others to help on to help you and support you and love mm-hmm. on you. So things like um, sharing very openly with my wife, the fear that I wouldn't be able to financially provide for our family. And in an instant, mm-hmm. she reframed it of what really mattered to our family wasn't just a paycheck. And she helped me realize that. And then many, you know, one of my mentors at the time, Dr. Ann McGee Cooper, um, she passed away in 2016, unfortunately. But she helped me reframe what I thought I was bringing to the world as my greatest gifts might not have been. And so she helped me realize this isn't just an interruption of your life that you're going to try to get through. This may be an opportunity to really transform into something new and something different. And if I would have isolated, if I would have separated and not had people close who could support me and love on me and help me see a future, uh, I don't know where I'd be right now. And so that's right. that's a bit of my motivation for reaching out to people now is that 
my, I know how much that meant to me then. So if I could repay just a little bit of that now, um, I, I certainly feel obligated to do so. Yes, I feel like, um, as I say, find your tribe, right? And I, I think during this time I was furloughed, it, it really, um, that really meant a lot to me. Just, you know, even though you and I connected that one time at the conference, you reaching out to me really um, meant a lot to me because I was trying to find, you know, what is my passion? What is my purpose? Um, you know, it was really easy to get down during those times to doubt yourself. And, um, you know, I like that, uh, you know, you found your passion through um, an unfortunate event. And I feel like I am finding, you know, my passion as well. I started that YouTube. Obviously, it's evolved into podcasting. Um, but it's really just um, the, my podcast is just my way of how do I give back to others and um, the knowledge and the things that I've been able to do in the past. How can I help another person? And even if I can just touch one person through my podcast or um you know, anything that I do, it, it really does mean a lot. So I try to associate my skills to what drives me and to help others. And really, you can't take your eye off the target because I think then you really lose focus and there's just too many emotions involved. So um, I like that, what you just said. Um, but with all the different layoffs and furloughs that people were experiencing just last year, I mean, how has this, I mean, has this impacted your business at all? It, it has, and it has in some curious ways because as the as we were just in the very early stages of the of understanding that, or maybe not even understanding that this would be a pandemic, you know, if back in in February and March of of 2020, um, I was coming out of a a major client um, completing a year's worth of work, and they decided not to renew. We we agreed to to part ways, and so I had I had a, an open slate in terms of revenue, and then here comes this pandemic. And, um, and, and I, I, I got to the point where I was just cramped, you know, just trying to control everything and thinking, you know, okay, this is, this is going to kill me. This is going to wipe out this business that I've started. Uh, and maybe it's time to go start looking for a job. And then I, then I of course said, well, no, this isn't a great time to go start looking for a job because <laughs> it's just not going to happen out there. And, um, uh, again, a mentor, really opened my eyes during a conversation to kind of release and surrender and say, okay, let's let what comes, what comes. There's only so much of this I can control. And then mm -hmm. a couple months later, um, through a couple, a couple network connections, whatnot, I started talking to first one major company and now it's turned into some other clients who it seems to me as if, as we've gone into this pandemic, it's almost as if leaders are becoming more aware of how much they should love and cherish their, their people. And, mm -hmm. and companies that really didn't maybe have servant leadership in their vernacular are getting more curious about it because they, maybe they went through furloughs and now they have half the size of folks and they want to really take care of those folks that are still there. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of how that's impacted my business, um, I've become very busy and I'm thankful for that. And I do believe it's because, um, you know, as we fight through uh, all these challenges that the last 14, 16 months have, have presented us, 
it's it's interesting that this the spirit of servant leadership is really fueling the organizations that are doing well and, and thriving. I just had a call with a colleague at Southwest Airlines, and um, mm-hmm. this is a company that has has faced you know the airline industry has obviously been devastated, and yet they are finding ways to express gratitude. So in the past they would have big parties. Southwest is notorious for their parties. Um, and, and of course they've said, well, as we are furloughed, as people are losing jobs and choosing to voluntarily leave us so that we can survive as a whole, it's not responsible to have a big party. Uh, but what else can we do to show gratitude? So they launched internal gratitude programs that are completely free and yet still models their value of warrior spirit, servant's heart, fun, loving attitude. And so there's, I think that in, in some ways, this pandemic has really opened the eyes of, of how valuable their human, the humans who really comprise organizations are. That's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, I do miss those big parties, <laughs> but it's also good. To, it's good to see that uh, companies are taking a look at how we're going to really um, evolve around the new way of working you know, moving forward. Um, and I think investing in your current talent is truly important, especially helping with retention as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we briefly, I talked um, earlier about how we kind of met. And um, so you and I also met because we were using DISC. So I know that the DISC is probably going to be another topic we're going to have to cover in another episode. So I'm going to invite you to come back. But um, uh, I know that uh, we used DISC and um, in the past, but maybe like talk about, um, you know, what DISC is um, and maybe, well, first of all, I know you did offer to past clients who took your DISC assessment um, that you would continue to help them, but maybe talk briefly about what DISC is and, um, you know, does your offer still stand? Yeah. So I, I really, I so enjoy listening to the episodes, um, your podcast episodes with, uh, Frank and Tracy. And that's because I got to know Frank and Tracy through the, the DISC work and the leadership that work that we had done in, in January of last year. Uh, and, uh, so, Yes, if you have, if anybody's listening and you have a disc that you that you got from my organization or from my company, or uh, frankly, if you've got a different one, I'm still willing to help. If you'd like to schedule a time just to just to have a 30 minute or hour sit down, if you're on a furlough or you've lost your job, I'd love to just chat and see how we can make sure to kind of brush up on disc to see how you can best use that in your search and your interviews and, and however I may serve you. So yes, the offer does still stand, you know, the disc assessment of course is a communication and behavioral assessment that, um, that I use really, I kind of call it my gateway drug because a lot of times (laughs) I get involved with uh, folks say, you know, either I'd like an individual coaching program or organizationally, we'd like you to do some servant leadership classes. And, and, and I love to do that, but I, I start with the disc because the disc can really help us get in a place of self-reflection. 
So at its basic uh, core, you know, the disc is, is a 10 to 15 minute assessment. You receive it digitally, you get your report back, and it helps you understand how you tend to show up in terms of communication and behavior to the world. Not necessarily how you intend to show up, but how you show up. So is, uh, and it breaks it down into uh, four different quadrants. That's what the D-I-S-C stand for. And although you t people tend to have a primary style in one of those four, all of us are, are ultimately all blends of those styles. But what it helps you do is understand how do I show up in the world in terms of even little things like the pace of my speech, physical contact when I'm communicating with people, length or brevity of emails, uh, how I quickly I get to the point, or how open I am with emotions. And the reason I call it the gateway drug is because it, it really helps a leader, which I, I determine a leader is basically anyone that works in an organization with others can be a leader. How I as a leader, how am I showing up? How am I living into my strengths? Do I have shadows that are making my job harder? And more importantly, how do I recognize the communication uh, tendencies and behavioral patterns of others so that I may better adapt my communication to where they are at? And, and, and you notice that that is in terms of communication. It's a gateway drug because that then invites the reflection uh, beyond communication all the way down to the core of servant leadership is why am I showing up every day? Is it to, is it to get a, um, a promotion? Is it to get more money? Is it to grow my company in, in terms of revenue? Or is my motivation to really serve and support others? Now, don't get me wrong. All those, all those initial things, growing revenue and, and being profitable, those are all vitally important. I mean, I have not yet been able to pay my mortgage with goodwill or self-reflections in my journal, right? I can't carry my journal and say, hey, I'm very self-aware. It would be nice if you could. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's the order in which you put them, right? It's the order in which uh, am I here to serve and, and support others? My existence as a leader is to serve and support others so that they can be successful. And if you do that down the chain in, in, this, in this idea of an upside-down pyramid, where uh, you put the customer elevated at the top. Well, if I am focused as a leader serving the people in my organization and they have everything they need, guess what? They're going to do that to the customer. And then the customer is really, as Colleen Barrett of Southwest Airlines would say, um, you know, profit is simply the applause that you receive from your customers. And, and that all starts with DISC as being a way to encourage self-reflection, understanding, adapting to others, and then building the notion of servant leadership on top of it. Awesome. Just dropping gems left and right. right. <laughs> I love it. Um, I, just, I truly love how passionate you are, how driven and motivated you are to serve others. And I think DISC is something that is going to need another episode. So if you would, I would love to have you back sometime down the road so we can um, kind of investigate this topic a little bit more deep deeper but um i'd love to want to kind of wrap things up i, I want to thank you so much for for coming on but how can others uh find you what type of clients are you looking to connect with and how can we reach you if we're looking to connect yeah so i'd love to i'd love to hear um anybody listening to this and you have any questions or or um insight or 
uh, even if, uh, you know, something didn't make sense or you disagree with it, uh, you can always reach me at uh, my email is Matt, M-A-T-T, at MatthewCossack.com. That's M-A-T-T-H-E-W-K-O-S-E-C.com. You can go to the website, MatthewCossack.com, and uh, submit an inquiry there. Um, of course, just search my name on uh, LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from from anybody who um, is curious about the journey of servant leadership. You know, you, you say what type of clients. I tell you, I've, I've developed a bit of a pattern of working with companies who are at the founder stage and usually an aging founder, um, not unlike Celebration, where Ed Lowe had founded the restaurant and ran it for nearly 50 years before deciding, hey, I got to have a plan to step away. And so I have worked with several companies who are in um, both growth and founder transition stages. Uh, so, but that's not to say I've done work with teams within uh, larger companies like Southwest Airlines. I've worked with a team team there. Um, and I also work with individual coaching with one-on-one uh, -on -one with individuals. So to me, the, the folks I want to work with are those who have a, at least a curiosity about servant leadership and who want to reflect on what that means to them, not just at work, but them as, as, as a person, them as a father or mother, them as a, uh, as a spouse, as a church member, as a youth club member, you name it. Um, that's, that's, those are the conversations that fuel my day, Jessica. Awesome. Well, thank you. I, I'm hoping we can connect you with some awesome people out there who might be listening. Um, I have certainly been very blessed to even know you and um, just be connected with you. You've helped me a lot in many different ways, more than you probably know. So <laughs> right. uh, thank you so much, Matt, for, for everything that you shared with us today. And like I said, I'd love to have you back in a future I'm, episode. I'm ready to come back whenever you are. And I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for doing this. And thank you for the way you're serving people. And thanks for having me. I want to thank Matt again for coming on the show and sharing his experience evolving his career in law enforcement and learning and development to inspiring others through his work around his consulting business and servant leadership. I'm going to make sure that I add links on my website, justgethired.com, so you can find him and also make sure you look him up on LinkedIn. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you leave a glowing review on iTunes or Amazon, and I surely would appreciate it. I also want to say a special thank you to Welp Magazine for recently naming this podcast as one of the top 20 talent acquisition podcasts in 2021. So stay tuned. I have a lot more guests lined up. We're going to talk about a lot of different things from toxic cultures, how to market yourself, asking for that raise or promotion, and so much more. I can't wait to introduce you to many more guests. So my name is Jessica Fiesta George, your host of Just Get Hired. What do you want to talk about next? I'll catch you in my next episode.